Today's daf is Bavakama daf Lamid, and we are at the Mishnah, two lines from the top of daf Lamid Omid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu B'nei Yisrael and Asuna Batsaru V'Shivya. Today's daf is also being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Zev Ben Avram Hakoye. So we're moving along in the third parak in Maseches Bavakama, Perek Hameniach, which as we saw, discusses someone who causes someone else to be damaged in a Rishos HaRab. If somebody pours water into the public domain, the Rishos HaRab, and then somebody got damaged as a result of the water that was in the Rishos HaRab, the person that poured the water is going to be liable, he's going to be Responsible for any damages that occurred. If somebody hides a thorn or he hides glass in a Rishosarabin, or if somebody lines his fence with thorns, or a fence that fell into a Rishosarabin, and all of these cases at the end, people got damaged as a result of. Chayev beniskan says the Mishnah again. This person that either hid the thorn or the glass, or this person who decided to line his fence with thorns, or this person whose fence fell and he didn't pick up the pieces, is going to be chayev for any damages that are going to occur. So the first halacha of the Mishnah was If somebody pours water into Rishusarabim, then somebody else got damaged. Chayev beniskay. The halacha is. The person that poured the water is going to be chayef for any damages that occurred. Oh, my Rav. So Rav said, this is that the Mishnah said, that the shoifech mayim is going to be chayef. That's true. Only if the person, kalim, meaning his clothing were damaged as a result of the water that was in the Rosh Hashanah. But if no clothing or no kalim were damaged, rather he himself slipped and fell as a result of the water, and he himself got damaged, Potter, in that instance, the person that was Shoifich Mayim, despite the fact that he just caused real damage, is going to be Potter. And the reason is, Karka Oilom Hazikasa. Because the way we view it is that the Karka, the floor itself, was the mazik, and being that the floor does not belong to the person that poured the water on the floor, so it's for that reason the person that poured the water, despite the fact that he's a grama benazakin, despite the fact that he just caused somebody to get hurt, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if it's the floor that was mazik, so this person is going to be potter. Now, if this comment of Rav, sounds familiar, it's because we saw it on Dav Chofches Amidbez. The Gemara literally mentioned those same words as a comment that Rav made on the Mishnah on Dav Chofches Amidalev. Ad Kach, that the Gemara in a minute is going to ask that why did Rav have to make this comment on the Mishnah on Dav Lamed if he already made the comment on the Mishnah on Dav Chofches. So first, just to explain again what exactly Rav is saying. So, as we saw on Dav Chavches, this shita of Rav is really predicated on two ideas. Number one, there's a machlekes Rav and Shmuel, Likamon, Dav Nun Amidbez, in Perek Shosh and Chasapara. When a person digs a bar, he's chayiv 
for any damages that are occurred. Stating that, there was a major machloik is Rav and Shmuel, what the aside of the Chiv of Bar is. Rav said, Bar Shechayva all of Torah is lahavaloi v'loy lechavatoi. Shmuel said, Bar Shechayva all of Torah is lahavaloi v'kol shekein lechavatoi. When a person digs a bar and someone else gets damaged from the bar, Pashat, you think, the reason the Bala Bar is Chayiv is because... A person just fell literally into a pit, hurt himself. You're the one who caused this to happen. So it's just very intuitive that you would be chayef. Rav says it's not so posh. And the reason is because at the end of the day, what caused this person to fall? It's the karka. What actually is the reason that this person just broke all his bones? It's that he fell and the impact between his body and the karka, that's karka oilam, that belongs to the creator of the world... It's not something that's his, and as a result, you can't be mechayev him. So what then is the chiyav bar? So Rav said a chiddush, bar shechayva all of Torah is lahavaloi. It's when a person digs a bar, so because there's a bar now, so now all of a sudden there's hevel, there's like a bad odor, and any damage that we can assume came about through the hevel of the bar, it's for that that Rav says you're going to be chayev. Shmuel says, no, come on, you chayev a bar because you chayev a bar. Now, if there's damage that was occurred, machmas havala, you'll be chayev. Of the koshkein l'chavata, you're certainly going to be chayev for any damages that occurred as a result of the impact. But Rav has a shita that bar shechayev all of Torah is lahavaloi, v'loy l'chavata. If that's the case, in our Mishnah right here, where a person was shayfech mayim b'shusarah, and somebody else came and he slipped, and as a result he made impact with the ground, and he got hurt. In Rob's world, there's no way that this person is going to be chayiv for any damages that occurred to the oven that was damaged. And the reason is because how did this person get damaged by making contact with the floor? Now it happened via the water. The water is the grama. But at the end of the day, the Maisa Mazik happened with the Karka. Rav Shita is that even a Bar Shechaiva Olav Torah is like Havole Veloi because of Karka Olam. So if that's true for every Bar, it's going to be true in this situation as well. So it's for that reason, the person who was physically damaged as a result of making impact with the ground, the Baal Shefech Mayim is going to be potter. What is he Chayev for? What he's Chayev for is the damage that occurred machmas demayim itself. Now, the water didn't hurt the person. If it would hurt the person, maybe he'd be chayef. But the water didn't hurt the person. The metzias is that the water got, is ruined the clothing. For the clothing, this person's going to be chayef because that didn't happen by making impact with the ground. That happened by simply just getting into this messy, dirty water. So for whatever the cleaner's bill is going to be, good. That already, you're going to be chayev. But that too is a little bit of a chiddush, and that's totally in another sheet of Rav, and that is Rav has a sheet of Avnei Sakino Masoi, Shehenichon Beshosa Rabin, Bedoloi Afkerinu, Mishar Lamanu, the Allah is going to be chayev, but you're going to be chayev, Mishum Shar. Why does this have anything to do with that sheet as Rav? Because if you're going to look at the Mayim, in a traditional way, which is you're going to view it as a bar, so then you shouldn't be chayev any damage that occurs to the Kalim, and the reason is because bar 101 is you put there from Niske Kalem. And if Rav said Chayef means that you Chayef for the cleaner's bill, that means you're responsible for the damage that occurred to the Kalem. Well, if you're responsible for the damage that occurred to the Kalem, obviously we're not viewing the Mayim as a bar. Well, if it's not a bar, what is it? Oh, you have to say it's a Shar. 
It's a show. How did it become a show? The Terence is, it's talking about where you weren't mafkered. That's an Akimta. You have to say the person, although he was Shaykh Mayim, was just a rabbin, he wasn't mafkered the Mayim. And rather as a Shito, whether it's an Evan, a Sakin, a Masa, we know it's Avni Sakinu Masai. If it's in a Rashusa Rabbin and you didn't make an Efker, we don't look at it as being a bar, we look at it as being a Shar. And it's for that reason the Allah is that you are going to be Chayev for the Nezakim that happened to the Kalim. So again, Rav says, Ashoifich Mayim Rashusa Rabbin, Vuhusak Bahen Achar, Chayev Benisko. What does Chayev Benisko mean, says Rav? It means you Chayev for the damage that occurred to the Kalim, but you're not going to be Chayev for the damage that occurred to the person. The reason you're not Chayev for the damage that occurred to the person, because how did the person Get damaged. What was the Matthias? He got damaged when he slipped and he fell and he banged himself against the floor. Oh, Rav has a shita. Bar shechayva all of Torahs lahavale v'loy lechavatoi. You potter from any chavata that takes place because of karkaylam. So you're not going to be chayiv for that damage. At the same time, you will be chayiv for the kalim. Chayiv for the kalim. Because the water damaged the kalim, isn't the water a bar? And don't we know chamar v'loy kalim? That's another shitas rab. Avni sekino masoi sheinicham b'shus rab. But the loy afkirinu, it's mishayr lamanu. Bar is potter from kalim, but shayr is really chayv in kalim. So this shita rab is rab l'shitasay times two. It's rab l'shitasay in perik shar shenagah chazapara. It's rab l'shitasay in perik arbav is nazikin. If you understand these two shitas rab, that's pashup shad and what's going on over here. But the gemara. Adds to this. Says the Gemara, "Amali Rafuna the Rav. Rafuna told Rav. So this is Rafuna talking to Rav b'chloidei v'atzmai. Lo yehei lo kikirif shoy. Why is it so pasha to you that this person that was shayfech ma'im is going to be part from any damage that occurred to the person? Why don't we say that his water when it was spilled on the Rishus Rabbim, the mud that was created as a result of spilling the water belongs now to the person that spilled the water." And because the mud is his, so the karka is no longer karka oil. The karka now actually belongs to the person that was shayfich mayim. And if the karka belongs to the person that was shayfich mayim, so it comes at this person's own karka damage. And if this person's own karka damage, so now the karka should also be viewed as a shar. And the halacha is, you should be chayef for niske yadam as well. Meaning, rav already made an akimta that the person that was Shafiq Mayim wasn't Mafka the Mayim. If he was Mafka the Mayim, the Mayim would be a bar, you'd be Potter on this Kekalim. So obviously it's talking about where you are Mafkar. If you are a Mafkar, so this is your water. A Vifal, it's your water. Now that the water mixes together with the Karka Oilam, let the Karka Oilam be yours as well. Now the Lomdim don't understand. If I pour water in a Rosh that's it. Now I own the Rosh Hashanah, I could set up a toll booth and I could start charging people and I can make money. Sounds like an interesting way to acquire the Rosh Hashanah. Sounds a little bit from the Gemara, like that's what's happening over here. But either way, this is the Gemara's kashas. Rav Huna told Rav that why don't we say that being that the person obviously wasn't Mafka the mind, that's why he's Chayef and Niske Kalim. So now the mud that was created, which is made up of two ingredients, the Karka Oilam and the water of this person should now be viewed 100% as being his. And the Allah is that he should be Chayef. But the Gemara says, Mi Savris, the Loi Tamu Maya. You're making an assumption now that it was loy tamumaya, that the water is still there. That's not the case. The case is, but the tamumaya, there's no water over there anymore. And because there's no water over there, so therefore there's no mud, meaning the water got absorbed to the point that we don't see here some bria chadasha, some panim chadashas. And it's for that reason, that loch is, you're going to be part of that. Toysa speaks out that you can't say that there's literally no water, because if there's no water, then. How did this whole story take place? Obviously there was water, but the point is not enough water to create refesh, to say that now all of a sudden you will koina the karka so that now all of a sudden you're going to be chayf in this scale. Says the Gemara of Atarti Lomali. 
Why do I need this comment of Rav? Don't I already know this from Dav Chavches, the Mishnah, the Hakdama to the Gemara? The Mishnah there had said something very similar, right? It's just Kedait, Chaza, uh, what the Mishnah said. Nishpur Kadabishus Ravim. If a person had a jug and there was some contents in the jug, it broke in the Rishus Ravim. Now, somebody was damaged as a result of this broken Kad. Chayev, Dalach is going to be Chayev. And Rav made the same comment over there. You're Chayev for any damages that took place to your Kalim, your clothing, for example, but you're going to be potted from any damages that happened to the person. And it's based on these two sheets of Rav, and Abdeskinu Masoy Shalik Mashus Rav, of Leafkirinus Mishoy Lamadu. So, why do I need Rav to tell to me twice? And the Gemara says, Chadabi Moisachamo, Vechadabi Moisachamo. And one of the Mishnayis, the way Rav will understand it, was referring to where a person did this, and the other one would be talking about where he did this, what's the difference? A person does not have a right to make a mess in the Rosh Hashanah being that the Rosh Hashanah was messy anyways, so people had a right to do it. And it was important for Chazal to teach me this halacha, saibi moisachama, saibi moisachshaman, the tanya, really the background to this is in a bride. So, kolei l'shomru poiskin can be boisein, begarfen moisein, be moisachama, elam rishos, ubi moisachshaman, yeishlam rishos. So, when Chazal said that a person has a right to be poiskin be boisein, so that's to open your pipes that take all the dirty water and sends it to the Rishos HaRabim, or to be goyrei from Oroseim, to shovel out all, again, the ashpa from your Rishos. All these things that a person's allowed to do, so he's allowed to do it by Moisak Shaman, he can't do it by Moisak As it relates to doing it by Moisak Shaman, even though you're allowed to do it, for Afal Pishab Rishos, in Mizikul Chayav Anoshalim, still Yechayiv to pay. So the Mishnah told me this halacha twice, and the way Rab explains it, that Yechayiv and Kalim, and again, twice, why? Twice, once, so you should know you chayef if you did it shaloi b'rishos, and then a second time to tell me that you're going to be chayef even if you did it b'rishos. So the reason we have this mishnah is to know that not only is this halacha true when a person did it shaloi b'rishos, but it's also true if he did it b'rishos. Now why taka is it that if you do it b'rishos, you're going to be chayef? So the truth is that this is something that was discussed already earlier in the Masechta and the Havav Aleph when the Gemara was trying to figure out what's learned out from the Tzad HaShav of the Mishnah, right? The Masech begins, And then the Gemara said on the day is that even though the Torah mentioned but really the Torah didn't have to mention the reason they were mentioned was but really they weren't necessary to be mentioned and the reason is because from a Tzad HaShav I already could know that some of the Arbaavis Hazikin and even things that are not mentioned amongst the Arbaavis Hazikin are going to be I think Mara wanted to know what is it in addition to the Arbaavis Hazikin that we're Marba via the Tzad HaShavah. And there were four Mahalchim on the Havav and Aleph. One of them was this Halacha. That from the Tzad HaShavah of the Arbaavis Hazikin, I know that if a person has Rishos to make a mess in a Rishos Arabim, and then someone or something gets damaged, the Halacha is Chayv, you're going to be Chayv. You would have thought that if you did it for Shos, you would be part of Kamash. Well, you're going to be high. And it's learned out from what? From a Mahatzah. What was the Mahatzah? Right? What was that Tzadah Shavah? So the Tzadah Shavah was from Boer and Shah. Really, if somebody takes his things and he throws it into the Rosh Hashanah the Gemara said you would think it's a bar, but the Gemara says you can't really learn it out from bar because bar is shaloi b'shos. As opposed to here, to the extent that you did it by Moisak Shomi, you did it b'shos, so it's not mamish bar. So for that shoyre toichiach, where a person has a right to allow his shor to derezich, that's b'shos, you have to watch it. But you have a right 
to allow it to be outside, and still you see a chai if any nezakim that take place. Now, shar is already darker lelechavazik, so it was from the tzada shava between bar and shar that we learned that even though you did this pershus, doesn't necessarily mean that you are not going to be chayef. But the bottom line is, is we have this mahatzad playing itself out right here in the Gemara on Daflam and Amaral. So the Gemara weiter. Oh, matzniya es ha-koitz. The Mishnah said that if someone is matzniya a koitz, or someone is matzniya a schuches, or if somebody is goider gidroi bekoitzen, Gedesh and Nafal Rab, all these different cases. If damage took place, Chayev Beniska, the person that set this emotion, is going to be Chayev. So, as it relates to the line in the Mishnah that says, Hagoideres Gidrei Bekoitzen. If somebody takes his Geder, his fence, and he lines it with thorns, and then damage takes place, the only time this is true is if the thorns are protruding into the Rishus Rabbim. If, however, the thorns are inside, the Rishos HaYachid, now they're along the Rishos HaRabim, but they're not physically hovering in the ear space of the Rishos HaRabim. Then if somebody gets damaged, Talach is Pater, my time of Pater, why are you going to be Pater? Rabada Bered Rav Iko, the reason is, Lafisha in Darkon Shobnei Adam Lishakek Bixalom, because it's considered Mishun, it's added ordinary for a person to just lean over to a house, even if it's along the lines of the Rishos HaRabim, and suddenly start the uh, Chres just uh, getting comfortable. So being that that's out of the ordinary, a person doesn't have to think that, oh, I can't put koitzim along my solemn because maybe somebody's going to get damaged, and therefore, if somebody does get damaged, you're not going to be chayef for yeser analysis on this line, I in yesterday's life. What happens if somebody takes his thorns, he takes his glass, and he hid it inside his friend's kaisel. So he went into his friend's kaisel, and he decided that's where he's going to hide a scheru. But Bal Kaisel, and then the Bal Kaisel came, Vesasar Kaisloi, and he knocked down the Kaisel, enough of the Rishasar Abim, so the wall fell into the Rishasar Abim, Vesikai, and somebody got damaged from the Kaisel, or from the Schuches. So says the Braisna, Chayev Matsnia. Ta'aloch is that the Matsnia, the person that put the Kaitz, the person that put the Schuches, he's the one that's going to be Chayev. Meaning, even though he's not the one that knocked the wall down, but he's the one that put this thing that ultimately caused the damage into the wall, which got knocked down. It's not the person that knocked the wall down that's Chayev, it's the person that hid the Schuches in the that's going to be Chayev. I'm Rabbi Yechanan. So Rabbi Yechanan commented on this price. He said, Shon, long time, this is true, is Elabe Kaisel Ru'ah. If this Kaisel was already a shvacha koisel. This was a koisel that it looked like was going to fall down. That's when the Allah is chayva matzniyah. But in the event that this koisel was a good koisel, so then ha-matzniyah potter, the matzniyah is going to be potter, v'chayv bal koisel, and fakert the bal koisel is going to be chayv. So what's Rabbi Yechanan saying? He's saying a very gishmak as far. He says, if somebody hides something in a koisel ru'ua, so you know this koisel ru'ua, there's a good chance it's going to fall. Why are you hiding something there? So you essentially made a barbishus haravim. You can't tell me later, I didn't chapel was going to fall. You knew it was going to fall. So you're the one that's going to be chayv. If someone, however, hides something in a koisel bari, so then the person that was matzniya is not chayv. Why? Because why did I think that this wall was ever going to come crashing down? Now, the fact that I hid my kites in somebody else's wall, maybe that's another cheshben you have to deal with. But the bottom line is, I didn't make a bar, because why would I have thought this was going to fall down? In fact, you know who's chayv? The balkoisel chayv. And you want to know why the balkoisel chayv? Because the Balkoisel has to anticipate that I know I have a Koisel Bari, and I know it's possible that somebody's going to come 
and decide to hide his kites or his is inside my kaisel, knowing that it's a kaisel vari. So if I knock it down, I don't only have to be concerned about damages that are going to occur as a result of the fact that there's bricks on the floor. I have the cheshman that might be kaisel and there might be schuches as well. So you want to know who's chayiv? The about kaisel is going to be chayiv. So if it's a kaisel ruur, the matzni is chayiv because you should have known that this might end up being a barbashosaravan. If, however, it was a kaisel bari, then just the opposite. Then the about kaisel chayiv. He's even chayiv for the kites, yeah, because you should have thought that it could be somebody. See, it's a good kaisel bar. He thought it was a good place to keep his kites, and as a result, you're going to be high for this. But either way, what was the brayso? Hamatznia kaitsoisa v'schuchi yoisa v'toy kaisel shachaveiroi uba bal kaisel v'sasar kaisloi v'nafal shosarav v'zikan who's chayiv? The matznia is chayiv. Rabbi Yechem made an akim to stop kub kaisel ruah. Very good. But the halacha of the brayso was the matznia is going to be chayiv. Now, just to bring out the chiddush as a segue to the next gemara, why is it a little bit newsworthy? Because you would think, whoever knocked the wall down, he's the one that should be chayev. He's the one that created the bar. But the Teretz is, we don't look at him as being the balabar. What we look at is, is the person that placed the kites in there, the person that placed the schuches, he's the one that's going to be chayev. So Amar Ravina said, from this chiddish, the chiddish of the b'raisa, I can infer something else. If somebody had a bar, and then he covered his bar with the cover of his friend. And then the baladli came and he took his cover. The balabar is going to be chayyab. So ordinarily, if somebody digs a bar and somebody else covers the bar and then somebody comes and t- removes the cover. So the Allah is the person that removed the cover is the one that's chayyab. It's not the person that dug the bar that's chayev. We look at the person that removed the bar as being chayev. Ki'ilu, if somebody digs a bar and covers it, so now it's not a bar anymore. It's the person that uncovers it, he's going to be chayev. Says Ravina, that's true if it's not where the person that covered the bar covered it with someone else's delete, and that person himself took his cover. If, however, somebody would dig a bar, cover it with someone else's cover, and then the owner of the cover would remove it, in that case, it's not the person that removed the cover that would be chayev, but it's the person that dug the bar would be chayev. What's the parallel between this and the b'raisa? Because in this case, like in the b'raisa's case, the person that you would have thought is digging the bar is not the one that's going to be achroy. Ordinarily, the person that removes the cover is the one that's considered the balabar. In this case, when this person takes his own cover, he's not chayev. I always the one that removes the cover is chayev, but in this case he's not. And the reason is because it's his cover and he has a right to take his cover. And what we assume then is, is that the one that dug the bar, although he covered it, and usually covering a bar is good, right? what says in the Torah. But potter. So even though we dug it, but you then covered it with someone else's cover, and you had to anticipate that there was a possibility that that person was going to take it. So the halach is, it's the person that was supposed to anticipate this bar happening that's considered the balabar, not the one that physically put on his boots and dug the bar. That's a perfect tzushtel to the b'raisa. We are... One person hid a kites and schuches inside a wall. Someone else knocked down the wall. Although usually it's the guy that knocks down the wall that created the bar. He's the demolition crew. But at the same time, we look at the bala bar as the one that was that this moment might come. And being that a, that person is the person that was matzniah the kites, like Rabbi Yechanan said, so we look at him as being the bala bar, not the person that physically built the bar. So again, what's the parallel between Ravina, Zaysa, Meres and the Braisa? In both cases, one person dug a bar, 
But really, there was someone else that set up a situation where he chapped that because of his not such okay thing that he did, there was a good chance that at some point somebody was going to dig a bar. And we look at the Baal Habar as the one that was even though he didn't dig the bar, as opposed to the one that did dig the bar. But the Gemara says that Ravina's Sushtel Oh, it's a little hard. But Ravina's sushtel is such a good sushtel. Pshita, the Gemara says, I don't even know why Ravina had to say this. I mean, I could learn the Braisa, and I would have known on my own Ravina's halacha. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why it was said. Maybe it's Tafka over there in the case of the Braisa, where this person did not know that there was someone else that had been matzniya a kites inside his wall. So being that this person did not know, so there the halach is that if ubab al kaisel the saucer, and then we find out afterwards that there was kaitsim over there, chayva matzniya. Maybe be mechayv the balabar. Balabar has no idea. He doesn't know anything about this. Aval hocha over here, the yodale, hapale loyduye. But over here, you could have thought that maybe this person who dug the bar, who's the one that dug the bar over here? It's the person that removed the cover. So maybe you, sh- before you remove your cover, I understand you have a right to take it, but maybe you're a guy in a meaning don't just remove your cover. Go tell the person that I'm letting you know I'm removing the cover, now you're going to have a bar. And being that he did not do that, so maybe he taka shabichayev kamash malon, that's the chedesh. Meaning, it's a, it's a parallel. There's no question it's a good analogy. But at the same time, there is a little bit of an extra chiddush in Ravina. You could have thought that maybe the person that removes the cover has an achrayas to tell the balabar what's about to happen. And if he doesn't do that, and then a damage takes place, maybe he, Taka, should be the one that's chayev, even though the balabar should have been asuke adaite. That's the kamash malon that we don't say. That's the gemara. A little bit of divri agada, a few lines. So we're talking about people hiding their thorns and hiding their glass. So the Chesidim HaRishonim, when they used to have a thorn and they would have glass, so what they would do is they would hide it inside their fields. And they didn't just hide it in their fields, but three Tfachim deep. Brings a girsa from the Yerushalmi that says, not but The point is, they didn't want that at any point these thorns or this glass should surface, literally. So what they would do is, is they would dig it really, really deep. And like this, even the machresha, even the plow that goes through the field, even that wouldn't dig it up. But this was like their way of being comfortable that it was never going to cause any damage. Meaning they viewed a kites, they viewed klis as a bar, as a mazik, and they didn't want this mazik to be anywhere. And they were chesidim arishayinim, right? By definition, they operated on a very lefnim ashuras adindiga level. So what they would do is they would put it in a, in a place where nobody can come to it. So number one, it's in their own fields, right? They're not putting it in the Rishos Arabim, they're not putting it in their neighbor's walls. It's literally in their fields. And not just that, it's three tfachim deep. So Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes, when he had something like this, he would throw it into a fire. He would literally burn it. Rava, he would throw it into the river. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said on this note, if somebody wants to be a chassid, you know what he should do? He should be So if you want to be a chassid, what would be a good way to be a chassid? So be very, very careful when it comes to nazikin. Meaning be a lefnim meshur sadin when it comes to not Damaging somebody. Rav Amar Rav says that if you want to be a chassid, you should be mekayim mili the office. 
We'll see what that means soon. The Amri law, and some say what you should be Mekayim is merely the bracha. So this Gemara Kemuvin is going to be the topic of the raid. But one Ha'ara, or we could talk about Avni Sakine or Masat Nam So that will be the topic of the raid. But just one Ha'ara before we go weiter, and that is this Gemara Mesech this brachis, the Gemara over there says, Amalei Rapapal Abaya. Rapapa once told Abaya, says, you know, in the Alta Dairis, there were always Nisim, Moifsim, flying all over the place. So this is Rapapa telling Abaya, now with Dair, it's much harder to come by a Moifis than it used to be. He says, I don't understand. He said, and then Rapapa said like this, you know, I'll tell you, I thought about it a little bit, and let me share with you my, uh, what I came up with. Is it because Maybe we don't learn as much as them. So the free of the Gedairis, they were learning more. They were starker. So he said it can't be. You know why? Because in the times of Rabbi Yehuda, all the learning that took place was Seydin Azikin. That's all people learned. Seydin Azikin. In fact, Rashi says, what does it mean all they learned was Seydin Azikin? So Rashi, as opposed to the four Sadarim that we learn, this is Rashi Lashitase, Baba Metziah, Dav Kufi Dalar on the day, is that the Amiram were learning four Sadarim as opposed to six stars. They were, they were learning Moyed, Noshim, Nezikin, and Kotchim. But they already then weren't learning Zram and Tyrus. This is Tyre that we've spoken about in the past. But we learned four stars. They didn't learn four stars. They learned one Seder. What did they learn? So Rashi says, the one Seder that they learned was the Tlosa Bava Shalano. They learned Bava Kava, Bava Metzi, and Bava Basra. It sounds like not even the whole Seder Nezikin. It was only the three Bavas. But the bottom line is, is that in Rabbi Yehuda's sight, and all they learned was Seder Nezikin. Vanokom Asninon Shita Sidre. We learned Shita Sidre Mishnah. Vichiyavimoti, Rabbi Yehuda Uksin. And it's not just that. I'll even back it up, because Rabbi Yehuda, when he once came to a Mishnah and said to Uksin, and the Olam asked him a kashi, he says, ah, I think Rav and Shmuel talk about it. He said, Avayis the Rav and Shmuel kachazina hacha. Yeah, there's rain on this. I think there's a ktsois on this, right? So he said, I know there's something about it. He says, us, he says, we come to Uktsin, this 13 Bati Midrashim that could tell you Pshat and Lamdis and every single Mishnah in Uktsin. Yet, Rabbi Yehuda, there was one time it wasn't raining, and Rabbi Yehuda was so bizarre, so he took off his shoe, and when he took off one shoe, Asim Mitra, all of a sudden rain came, and us, when there's no rain, and we're in a nice sorry, he says, we daven and we cry, and mamish and nothing happens. So he was trying to figure out what happened, but kids said, this is the question where Papa told Abai, and Abayu told him an answer. But this is an interesting Gemara, that in the Tzaitin for Rabbi Yehuda, the only thing that they learned Kule Tanuye Benazikin Now you can't say the only thing they ever learned was Nazikin. We just started saying the Nazikin and we come out you know, right, a little more than halfway through Shaz in the Dafyomi Mach, so we've had Rabbi Yehuda a few times, right? So obviously Rabbi Yehuda and his sight, and they learned more than Sayyidin Nazikin as well. But it sounds like the Ikka Libra Al was definitely in Sayyidin Nazikin. So if you look at the Masha, on this Gemara, Brachas Tafchafam and Aleph, in Chudushi Agodah, says the Masha, Yesh Loimar, that why was it that Rabbi Yehuda's Ikka Limud was in Sayyidin Nazikin? So he says it's Rabbi Yehuda with Shitasai. Because Rabbi Yehuda says in Bavakama, Daflamid, Hayman, the Boydom, Havachasid. If somebody wants to be a chassid, lekayim milu dinazikin. So Rav Yehuda Lushitasa, who held that chassidus and avodas Hashem is being mekayim milu dinazikin. So what did he do? He learned milu dinazikin. It's like this. He'll know what to be mekayim. One other nice marimokim on this topic is in the sefer Yad Malachi. So that's uh, one of the very very important klolim sefer. So in Yad Malachi, and this is in Klal Kuf Yud, the name of the Klal is B'Shneder Rav Yehuda Kulu Tanoi B'Neziken Hava. The Titan of Rav Yehuda, all they learned was Neziken. So he writes like this, Zeh li yomim v'shonim, 
It's been many days and years. He says, this was already Yomim Vishonim. He had to know why was it that all they learned was Nazikin. That was the Ikkaliman. He says two reasons. The first reason he says is because the Mishnah says in the end of Baba Basra, So if there's an Indian of so maybe Rabbi Yehuda, they wanted to be smart. They were all people that were Reutze Sheyachim, and therefore they learned Sayyidina Zikin. For Oid, the Motsinu, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Sri Levi Perkaminiach, I man the boy, the Mahavi Chasido, Lekayim, Miludin Zikin. Being that Rav Yehuda, Lishin Tosai held Miludin Zikin, Hilkach, therefore the Ikalimud was Nazikin, and he just adds one Knech, which is also a Gemara in Baba Kama. So if they held that the Iker is that you're supposed to be Nitzdayim and say the Nazikin and G'doyle Talmud So, your Avoida then is to learn say the Nazikin it's like this you should be able to be Mekayim Milo the Nazikin either way a lot more on this note after the daf, if somebody takes his straw and he throws it into a shusarabim, was volume. And the reason he did it was because he wanted it to fertilize. Somebody got damaged. is that this person that threw his tevin and kash into the shusarabim is going to be responsible for any damages that take place. Not just that. Any person that decides that I want to take this tevin and kash for myself, he could take it. It's ki'ilu hefker. So if somebody decides I want to be zoich in it, take it. Shimon Gamliel, Shimon Gamliel says, "Kol amikalkel b'shus harab." Any person that's mikalkel b'shus harabim, the hisziku, and then damages take place, chayavim l'shalom. He's going to be chayiv to pay. V'chol akoydim b'hem, and any person that goes and takes it for himself, so the halacha is zacha. This person is going to be Zaycha. We'll see in the Gemara what exactly it is that Rav Shimon and Gamliel is coming to argue with on the Tanakhama. It sounds like they're saying the same thing. And finally, the Mishnah says, If somebody takes Golol, that's the Tsoya from the animals, in a Rishos Arabim, and he's Mahapachin, he moves it from here to there, for Huzik ben Achar, and somebody gets damaged from it, Chay ben Allah is the person that was Hoifich the Golol, is going to be Chay. So what did the Mishnah say? If somebody takes Teven, or Kash, in English, straw, he throws it into a Rishos Arabim. The reason he threw it into the Rishos Arabim was for it to fertilize. Somebody got damaged as a result of it. So the Allah is Chayef ben This person that threw it is going to be Chayef. Not just that, V'chola koydem emzach. If somebody goes and he takes the heaven of cash for himself, he's going to get it. Shem Gamliel ostensibly repeated it. Kola mekalkulim b'shus arabim v'zika chayovim l'shalim. If you're a mekalkulim b'shus arabim, damage takes place, v'chayov. V'chola koydem emzach. If someone's koydem, you're going to be zoicha. Then the Mishnah said, Again, if someone's hoifich gol b'shus arabim, v'uzik ben macher chayov in So the Gemara now is going to go through every part of this Mishnah. First things first. Amy Masis is like Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says, at first glance, it would appear that this Mishnah is like Rabbi Tanya. When the price of Rabbi Yehuda says b'shasri tzas volume, when it comes time for a person to take all his zevel and throw it into the Rishos HaRabim. It's not a problem. However, every 30 days, you have to come and you have to be malakarit, you have to bring it back into your Rishos. And the reason you're allowed to do this is, So what's the advantage of taking your zvolim and your tevin and kash and put it in the Rishos HaRabim? 
Why don't you just put it in your backyard? The reason is because it was considered good, profitable, for people to just walk over it and you have all the animals and all the people trampling on it. So like this, it ends up being worked out very, very good. And that, again, you had to be there. But apparently that was a good thing. So it's okay to do this for that purpose. Now, it's a chiddush, you could do it. You're making a mess in the Rosh Hashanah, you're potentially causing damages, right? All our Mishnayas are talking about where people are falling all over Rosh Hashanah because of people like him, right? So it's a little bit of a chiddush. But the reason it's okay, says Rabbi Yehuda, is, Shalmanas because when Yeshua ben Nun gave the Yidin Eretz Yisrael, everybody got their land, there was also a lot of common area known as Rosh Hashanah. There was a Tanai, literally bylaws, in the original Nachla Eretz Yisrael that said that even though Rosh Hashanah doesn't belong to you, but if you want to use the Rosh Hashanah for certain things, you can. And this is one of the things that it was smutta for. So Rabbi Yehuda says a person is allowed to take his zevil, he's allowed to throw it in Rosh Hashanah, and keep it there for 30 days with the intent of people walking all over it. So the Gemara says, isn't our Mishnah not like Rabbi Yehuda? Why? Because the Mishnah says that if somebody takes his tevin and kash and he throws it into Rosh Hashanah, and then somebody gets damaged, you're chayiv. Late Rabbi Yehuda, you're allowed to do it. If you do it, why are you going to be chayiv? So what's the tarot? So posh it. So Gemara, if you will tell me Rabbi Yehuda, of course it can be Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, Shemud, Isaac, Mishal, Masha, Isaac. Rabbi Yehuda says you're allowed to do it, but Rabbi Yehuda is also going to agree that if a damage takes place, the halach is you're going to be chayiv. And if this sounds familiar, that you're allowed to do it, but at the same time, if the damage takes place, you're going to be chayiv. It's because we just talked about it on the top of the yamid. And we even said the longer version of it. We still sued the tzad and the avav This is one of the things, one of the four things that the Gemara learned out from the tzad So just because it's something that you're allowed to do doesn't mean that you're not responsible. You're allowed to do it, but you're going to be responsible. But the reason the Gemara is not happy with this is, is because the Gemara doesn't think that shit is Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara has information about Rabbi Yehuda holds when a person does something brashos. And the Gemara seems to know that Rabbi Yehuda sheet is if you do something brashos and then damage takes place, you're going to be potter. And if that's the case, that Rabbi Yehuda holds, you'll have to be mitzvah's volume, can't be, you're going to be chayim. Meaning, it's true, we hold you chayim, but Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold that way. How do I know that? Says the Gemara, I Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Right? Says the Gemara, maybe it's really Rabbi Yehuda. However, Rabbi Yehuda holds that if you damage, you're going to be chayim. But the Gemara can't say that. But Rabbi Yehuda says, so what was the story again? The story was where there was someone that had a gummel and there was a lot of flax on the gummel. Somebody else has a store and there's a fire and all of a sudden the pishton that was on the gummel got in touch with the ner that was inside the chemini and the whole beer came down. And the question is who's chayv? Is the bala gummel chayv? Is the bala... And we said it depends. If the ner was inside the Balgomel's chayv, if the ner was outside, then the chavani is going to be chayv, unless it was Chanukah. Ner Chanukah, you're going to be potter. Who said it? Rabbi Yehuda said it. And why did Rabbi Yehuda say the ner Chanukah, we say that the Balgomel is going to be chayv? Because we say that anything happened, happened. The chenveni had a right to put his ner Chanukah outside. So if you're acting brishos, even if you're negligent, but if you're acting brishos, you're going to be potter. Zimar says, my love, mishum brishos bezin. When Rabbi Yehuda says that you're potter because it happened brishos, doesn't he probably mean brishos bezin? So you see, if you do something brishos bezin, you're going to be potter. So if that's the case, then Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that you have brishos to be mighty this volume, has to hold you potter. If the Mishnah says chayev, it must be it's the lake Rabbi Yehuda. Mar says, loy, mishum brishos mitzvah. When we say that Rabbi Yehuda's we don't mean Rishos Bezin, we mean Rishos Mitzvah. Meaning Rishos Bezin is not a reason for you to be potter. Rishos Mitzvah would be a reason for you to be potter, the Tanya. In fact, Rabbi Yudah said it before in a different b'raisa. Rabbi Yudah, 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 Rabb
mitzvah. So that, if you do something, but shows mitzvah, the Torah says do it. Yeah, that's one thing. If Bezdin said you have a right, to, right, there's a difference between there's a mitzvah to do it or you have a right to do it. If it's a mitzvah to do it, you're part of many damages that are going to take place. That's Pshanin Yenna Rabbi Yehuda. However, if there's a just permit to do it, but it's not something that on any level you're actually obligated to do, so in that case, could be you're going to be high. So again, the mission said if somebody takes a step in a kashi, throws him to the Shusarab, and somebody gets damaged, that loch is yichai. The like Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda says you're allowed to throw into the Shusarab, the one says not. Filotemer Rabbi Yehuda, moidu Rabbi Yehuda, that if a damage took place, you're going to be high. I doesn't Rabbi Yehuda say that if it happened, Bershus, you're going to be potter? Bershus mitzvah, you're going to be potter? Potter, Bershus bezden, you're going to be high. The one says, Tashma. It still doesn't work. You know why? Because I have a price. We have a price that says, as it relates to all the people, that the Allah is, that they're allowed to be makalkal such as you're allowed to take your tevin and cash and throw into the Shusarab. In the Ziku, if damages take place, also known as the Tzadashava, the Salacha that we know, that just because it's mutter doesn't mean you're going to be potter. For Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says you're potter, so this is pretty black and white. It's, before it's there, you the host, that if you're allowed to do something, not just Rishus Mitzvah, but if it's Rishus Bezdin, that's enough for you to be potter. So if that's the case, So from the Mishnah itself, you don't see the Lake Rabbi Yehuda. But from this Tziruf, of this Toshma, this Brisa, the the Mishnah then is the Lake Rabbi Yehuda, but the Mara says, no. Who said the Mishnah is talking about when you had a right to do it? Meaning there are times you have a right to do it, but there were also times that you didn't have a right to do it. And maybe our Mishnah that says Chayiv is talking about when you didn't have a right to do it. So if you want the Mishnah to stim with Rabbi Yehuda, it's possible to make it work. You have nothing to worry about. You're right. In a time where you had a rishus to be mitzi tevin v'kash, then if damage took place, it would be potter. Who said that's what the Mishnah is talking about? Mishnah is talking about where you didn't have a right to do it. Ashi Yomar Vashi said a different terence. He said, Tavnoi v'kashoi t'nan mishum d'mesharki. The Mishnah was talking specifically about a person that threw tevin v'kash. Tevin v'kash could be as different than, for example... Rabbi Yehuda's Brisa, where a person took Zevel and he threw into the Rosh Hashanah. What's the difference? Tevin and Kash are slippery, as opposed to Zevel, which is not. So, Zevel, if you throw it, Brishos, you're going to be Potter. Tevin and Kash, if you throw it, Brishos, then you're going to be Chayef. The bottom line is, we thought the Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. It's not Muchach, it's like Rabbi Yehuda. Either you can say that the Mishnah is talking about where it was us to do it, or the Mishnah is talking specifically about Tevin the Kash. Either way, moving along. So the Mishnah says, if somebody takes his Tevin and Kash, he throws it into Rishos Arab, and somebody gets damaged, Chai. Not just that, the Mishnah added a big piece. That if somebody goes and he says that I want to be Zoycha in this Tevin and Kash, this is something that he's allowed to do. Oh my Rab, Rab said that when we say that a person can be Zoycha in the Tevin and Kash if he chooses to, it's Bain Begufam, Bain Beshvacha. It means he can keep the whole thing. He can keep the gulfs. Let's say the Tevin Nakash was worth $10 when he threw it out. You get to keep that $10. Additionally, let's say it appreciated in value. and went from $10 to $15. Why would it appreciate? That was the whole point of what you were trying to accomplish. You wanted people to walk on it. That's good to make it more valuable. So you get to keep everything. You get to keep the whole $15. Now, you can keep the appreciation, but you can't keep the gulf. So, for example, if you want to be koidem v'zocha, so you can take it, what you have to now figure out is the difference in value between what it's worth now versus what it was worth as a raw material when it was thrown into the Rosh Rabbim, and then keep the shvach, but write a check for the difference to whoever it is, is the owner of the tevin and the cash. So according to Rabbi, you can just keep it. You see the Rosh Rabbim, amazing. This is a barbish Rosh I'm taking it home with me. It now belongs to me. 
That you could do. According to Ziri, that's not true. According to Ziri, you only can keep the shvach. You were not allowing this person who was a mechalkal to benefit from it being in a Rosh Hashanah, where it was in a massive, where it could have caused somebody harm. But it doesn't mean you could be zoichen the Iker Bar. So you can take it and then reimburse this person for whatever the difference is. Says the Gemara, what's the Hezbra in the Machlaikas? Why does Rab say you can keep the whole thing and Ziri says only the Shvach? Rab Sava, Rab holds, Kansu Gufan Mishum Shvachan. This Iri Sava, like Kansu Gufan Mishum Shvachan. Meaning, the Iker Knas was for the Shvach. Everybody agrees with that. Rab has a Shita, Kansu Gufan Mishum Shvachan. Meaning that we don't want you to keep the Shvach, so we're not going to allow you to keep the whole thing. Whereas Iri said, like Kansu Gufan Mishum Shvachan. Now the Emma says, this Sugufan of Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvach and comes up in other places in Shas, right? You find this elsewhere and the Gemara is going to make a, a Tzushtel in a few lines. But the Gemara just took this Machloikis from a very, very specific Machloikis and it turned it into a Machloikis that has global ramifications. Meaning, we're dealing with a very, very fundamental question. When we make a knas, do we only cancer the chalik we want to cancer, or do we broaden the knas? Rav says, Kansu gufa mishum shvach. And the knas is really for the shvach, but we're going to incorporate the guf in the knas, whereas the iriyot's like Kansu gufa mishum shvach. So, the Gemara, an analysis of this machlik is Rav and Ziri. First things first, let's refer to the Mishnah. So, the last line of the Mishnah was that if somebody was hoifech gol b'shos harabim, and somebody got damaged. So the halach is chayyeb beniskar. Now, on that last line of the Mishnah, v'ilu kol ha-koydim zacha lo'ktan, here it didn't say kol ha-koydim zacha. Right? It said kol ha-koydim zacha on the first part of the Mishnah. First part of the Mishnah, the person was moitzi tevin v'kash. The last line of the Mishnah, the person was hoifech galo. And doesn't say one word about kol ha-koydim zacha. The question is, why not? So the Gemara means to ask, very gishmak, bishloimo, according to Ziri, that the whole knas was on the shvach, it was never on the guf. There's no shvach when a person is hoifech galo. And being that there's no shvach when a person is hoifech galo, so there's nothing to cancel. If, however, Rav is right, that they weren't just kindness the shvach, they were also kindness the guf. So hoifech galo is also not a good thing. So why don't we cancel the guf? So the Gemara says, it's true, it's a good aura. And it doesn't say kolakoidim zacha. And it sounds eerily like shita ziiri, not like rab. But it's not a diak. You know why? Because tunnel erasha vuadin lasefa. Because being that it said in the erasha already kolakoidim emzacha, the Mishnah didn't feel like it had a chaza kolakoidim emzacha. But really, those words of kolakoidim emzacha apply to the sefer equally as they do to the erasha. And enechinami, just because there's no shvach doesn't mean there's no kolakoidim emzacha. Meaning, the diak is not a diak, but the Gemara says, I hear. But the problem is, Vatani Allah, we had a b'raisa that said, as it relates to our Mishnah, Asurim Mishum Geza. The b'raisa said, quote, Asurim Mishum Geza. Now, when it says Asurim Mishum Geza, it sounds like it's probably a comment on the last part of the Mishnah. Right? This is a b'raisa that's being mefarish to Mishnah, Ke'ilu. So the Mishnah says, if someone throws Tevin V'kash, call a Koy Then it says, Asurim Mishum Geza. Isn't that a contradiction? It's a tarte desasri. If anyone can take it, then it's not Asur Mishum Gazel. Or must be. Asur Mishum Gazel is going on which part of the Mishnah? The last line of the Mishnah. So if that's the case, so you see clearly, they did not give a knas. Must be because all there is is guf and there's no shvach. You see that when it says, it's not referring to that line of the Mishnah. 
So if that's the case, it's a right to Zairi, it's a kasha on Rab. But the Gemara says, no, Kiktani, Asur Mishum Gezal, Kulumas Nisan Kai. Really, Asur Mishum Gezal is referring to the whole Mishnah. I would just say it makes no sense. Asur Mishum Gezal, you just say anyone that wants it can keep it. How could it be Asur Mishum Gezal? So the Gemara says, What we're saying is, is that when a person goes and he's Zoycha, now if someone else wants to take it away from him, it's going to be Asur Mishum Gezal. So the Asur Mishum Gezal means that if somebody takes away, from the person that was Zoycha, that person is going to be a Goslin. But the Gemara says, I hear it in the Mishnah, the problem is, I have a Mephurish Brysa, not that way, the Tanya, this is a Brysa, not a Mishnah. So the right Gersa is not the Tanan, it's the Tanya. Tanya, we went to the Brysa, somebody takes his Tevin and his Kashi, throws him to the Rishasarab, and the purpose of it was to fertilize it, and somebody got damaged, he's going to be Chayv. Any person that wants to take it could be Zoycha. So far, it sounds like the Mishnah. Now, we have some of the lengthier and wordier language that prices usually have. And by the way, there's no Wissagazel. Meaning, if anyone can take it, then obviously there's no Wissagazel. And the price continues and tells us the next case in the Mishnah of Somosheif, that the Mishnah said. And here the Mishnah adds, oh, So this is pretty checkmate, right? Because it's clear that the Asimishum Gazel is only referring to the Haifechazagal, not the first part of the Mishnah. In fact, it's in Mutamishum Gazel on the first part of the Mishnah. So you see, clearly there's a distinction between someone that's Moiti Tevavakash versus someone that's Haifechazagal. In one case, in the other case, you're not allowed to take it. What's the difference? It makes no sense. If you created a stumbling block in the Rosh Hashanah and there's an Indian column, a calculin, so then the halacha should be in the Reisha and in the Sefer. If anyone wants it, he should take it. A very must be it's a riot to Ziri. Because the Iri holds that the whole Knas was on the Shvach, it was never on the actual thing. So why Tevin Vikash, we're the Shvach, that's Kalakoidim Amzacha. And oh, by the way, Kalakoidim Amzacha, but make sure you have your checkbook with you. Because you're going to have to make the guy whole for whatever it is is the guf, as opposed to where there is no shvach, all there is is guf. So therefore, it's going to be asur mishum gazel. Well, if this is a perfect right to iri, then the other side of the same coin is it's a real kashan rav. So again, how's rav going to learn the mishnah? Again, from the mishnah itself, it wasn't so clear. But this is Talmud Bavli one hundred one. From the brayso, we understand what the mishnah is saying. So now we have a mishnah that lochurish shrays shita ziiri. So how's rav going to give zechan eitzel? So Amr Rav Nachman by Yitzchok. So Rav Nachman by Yitzchok said the terets. He said gol. You're asking Akasha from Golol to Tevin the Kasha? Something that's Shayach to Shvach. Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvach. Dovish Ain Bait Shvach. Like Kansu. Rav holds Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvach, but only when the Shvach, the Iker Knas was on Shvach. So says Rav, when the Shvach, then we say you're going to not just lose the shvach, you're also going to lose the guf. But if there is no guf, then why would you make the knas? So konsu gufa mishum shvach, konsu gufa mishum shvach is mineu bey. If in this case there's shvach and there's guf, so that's when we make the knas. But there's no konsu gufa mishum shvach that being that in one thing, had you thrown this out, there could have been a shvach, some emela. If you throw something out that has no shvach to it, we would be kindness to it as well. So if somebody takes Tevin Akash, he throws it into Rosh Hashanah. So what's the halacha? The whole thing. Not just the shvach, you can take the guf as well. Here's the question. Can I take it before the shvach is even there? Or do I have to wait until the shvach? 
How does Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvach Kunwar? We know there's going to be Shvach. It's inevitable. In three more days, as you have more, you know, Susim and Chamoyrim and Shoyrim that are walking over it, this is going to be worth all of a sudden a lot more money. So do I have to wait until it's worth more money where there's a Shvach? So now we can trigger the Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvach? Or no, if I know it's going to happen, so out right away I could take it. So the Mara says, Toshma, I'll bring you a ride. From the fact that the Gemara asked the Kasha on Rav from Golo, that's a raya that you don't have to wait until the Shvach is there. Why? The Gemara to have Amina, to ask a Kasha on Rav from the Sefer of Mishnah, Now, in the case of Hoifech there was no Shvach. If there was no Shvach, then for sure the Shvach didn't come yet, because it's never coming. And still the Gemara thought it was a Tzushtal to Rav, what happened to Kansugu from Mishum Shvach? Now the Gemara answered the Kasha. But from the Kasha, you see, you don't physically need the Shvach there. Because if you're going to tell me you physically need the Shvach there, then Udakari la Makari la. What was ever the Hava meaning to ask a Kasha from Golo? You zichet didn't have the shvach there. In fact, you're never going to have the shvach. So, from the fact that the Gemara has the kasha from gold, that should be a raya. But the Gemara is doichet very simply. The Gemara says v'tizbra ki irinon golo mikami delishni rav nachman. When the Gemara asked the kasha from gold, it was before rav nachman, also known as rav nachman by Yitzchok, said the teretz. Right? You think rav nachman by Yitzchok gufa was answering the kasha of gold? So the kasha of gold was before rav nachman by Yitzchok's teretz. Abelabasu the shani rav nachman. But after Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said his terrors, me ikel amir Is there a kasha from Golol anymore? So this is like a lashon bavakam of a shunadiga way of saying that I know that there was a time in history where we had a much more liberal understanding of shitas rav of konsu gufay mishum We thought it even applies to things that are not shayich and not even menyonetishvach. But once Rav Nachman by Yitzchak educated us and he taught us that's not the way it works. At the only time Rav, Rav said his halach is when physically there's going to be a shvach, it's the Kem and Claren Do you need a tip B'Poyol be there or you do not need a tip B'Poyol be there? Meaning before Rav Nachman by Yitzchak this would not have been a Shailah. We acknowledge it would not have been a Shailah. Baharaya, read the, the whole spirit of the Gemara. But it's Noch Rav Nachman by Yitzchak that said Rav didn't so liberally apply his knas. And he only meant it in a specific case where there's going to be a shvach. So now we can declare that, oh, it's only in a case where there's going to be a shvach. Maybe you physically need the shvach. It would seem at first glance that this machloikis amirah between Rav and Zairi, whether it comes to gufim shum shvach or not, is really a machloikis tanam. So we mentioned earlier that the way the Gemara is explaining the machloikis Rav and Zairi, this is not a machloikis in Hilchis Tevin Vakash, Hilchis Golo, not even Hilchis Bavakama, Hilchis Bar. It's a very, very broad macro machloikis. Konsu gufan mishum shvachan or loy konsu gufan mishum shvachan. And if that's the case, lechura, we could probably shtal to other zugis and shas, and that's what the Gemara is about to do. The Gemara is going to bring a machloikis tanon that at first glance is a machloikis whether konsu gufan mishum shvachan, such an idea. And if that's the case, says the Gemara, lechura, Maybe this machlekes tamayram is really machlekes tanam. So what's this machlekes tanam? Shtar shukas by ribis. If you have a shtar, there's ribis in the shtar. So the shtar says that Reuven's lending Shimon a thousand dollars, and Shimon's going to pay back eleven hundred dollars. So the Allah is kind to So we're kind as the malva. For in a goyv a loya sakher and a loya ribis the ramei. Ramei says you lose this whole shtar. You can't be goyv not the eleven hundred dollars, and you also can't be goyv the thousand dollars. The whole thing is out. You don't get the karen, you go into ribbis. Why you can't get the karen? The karen is mutter. It's the ribbis you can't get. So the Gemara says, Right, sounds like a very similar machloikis. The problem is that last hundred dollars. The problem is the ribbis. So Ramey says, with kindness the ribbis, 
Or we're kind of the Karen up to the ribbis. That's like Rav, who says we're kind of the Gulf up to the Shvach. Whereas Zeiri is like the Rabbanon that says Goyves a Karen and Goyves a Rebbe. It's only the ribbis that's the problem. So to here, it's only the Shvach that's going to be a problem. The Gemara says, I'm a Rav. Rav is going to tell you, no, I know that I'm really Rabbanon. I can say my position even according to Rabbanon. I'm going to come to Hassam. When did the Rabbanon say there, Halacha el Karen, the Behet, Teira, the Karen itself is Het, right? In the case of ribbis, so a thousand for a thousand is Mutter. It's a thousand for eleven hundred. That's also so the thousand dollars that you want to be goyva that you have a right to be goyva. So mean they have a right to be goyva that. So there's no reason to make the knas. Aval hacha karen gufa kamasik. But over here, what's the karen? The karen is the teva and the kash that you threw into Rosh Hashanah. What was mazik? What's the makalko? The teva and the kash. It's the shvach that's the mazik. No, it's the chefts of the teva and the kash. Grad is going to go up in value, and there's an idea. Maybe we don't want you to benefit off doing something bad like this. But at the end of the day, the karen gufa is a troublemaker. So to mean that the karen gufa is a troublemaker, so it could be over here. It's going to be different. Ziri Amalachaziri is going to tell you, I know that I'm a filler I can go even like Rameir. As far as just the opposite. At Kanukam Rameir Hassam, when did Rameir say that you can't even be going with the karen when there's a shtashish beribis? Eldamash askseva, davale summa, not shuma. Davale summa. When a person lends money on ribis, so he's and the whole milva becomes aser. So you just engage in a milva visser. Now the lending of the thousand dollars gufa is an iser. So the whole Indian, the whole matzah here is an iser. So therefore you can't even be going to the karen. Aval hacha, but over here, miyem the mazik. If somebody throws a bar, someone throws heaven cash into Shusarab, there's no guarantee it's going to be mazik. Being that there's no guarantee that it's going to be mazik, maybe we shouldn't, we shouldn't have such a problem with it. Kamash malon. Meaning, the Machloik is Rabban Zairi's lav dafka, the Machloik is Ramein Rabban. Now, this last line is a little hard to understand because, if somebody makes a barbishus a Rabban, mi yamer the mazik, maskim. You know, mi yamer, the loyv is going to pay back his loan, right? <laughs> There's also a shtickle mi yamer. But the point is, just because mi yamer the mazik doesn't mean you didn't do something wrong. You were still over whatever iser there is in making a bar. You know, we speak out Ramein Simcha. Right, the Kutin's understanding of lifting evil, but whatever it is, so this idea me aim at the mazik is a little bit of a chiddush. Maybe this machloikis Rabin Zairi is totally in a different machloikis tana. If somebody takes his tevin and his cash and he puts it into Rosh Hashanah, and the reason he did it was is because he wanted it to be fertilized for Huzak ben Achar, and that somebody got damaged, and if any person goes and he tries to take it, he's going to be like, and not just that, Asurim Mishum Gezel. Now, what does that mean? Right? It's a Tarti disaster. The Gemara is going to ask that in a second. Shim Gamliel, Shim Gamliel, who we had in the Mishnah, he's talking in this price as well. And he says, Kolam Akalkalim, Rabin, Vihiziku, Chayovim Lashalim, Vichalakoidim Mehem Zacha, Umitot, Umutarim Mishum Gezel. So, we have Machloik, it's Shim Gamliel and the Chachamim, Asurim Mishum Gezel, Umutarim Mishum Gezel. Now, we had this machloik stream gavli on the chacham really in the mishnah, but in the mishnah it was completely impossible to figure out what the machloik was. So Rashi already shtelt to this gemara. This is where it plays itself out. But this brisa at least gives us a clue because in this brisa the chachamim say 
that if you're mekalkel, it's not okay. You're chayiv in damages. Which right now is chaser havana. But asur mishum gazel. Shimon Gamliel is arguing on that point. He says mutar mishum gazel. So let's first understand the sheet of the Tanakama. That's our Rishon Rishon. And then let's see if we can figure out what the machloikis is between Rishim Gamliel and the Chachamim. That will be al achren achren. So the Gemara says, Hagufa Kasha. I'm a kolakoidim emzacha. First he said kolakoidim emzacha. Sheet is a chachamim. But the Kamar asur mishum gazel. So if you can be zoich in it, that is not us mishum gazel. Mar says, Elo lav hachikama. This is probably what the Brisa means. Vecholakoidim emzacha bishvachon. Vasurim mishum gazel agufon. That's probably the chilik. That there's two things going on over here. There's the shvach and there's the guf. So, Kalakodim and Zoch is the Shvach, and Osimishum Gazel is the Gov. Shitasu, Shitaziri. For us, Rabbi Shem Gamliel, what's Rabbi Shem Gamliel coming to say? That Kalakodim and Zoch, Umutarimishum Gazel, that Afilu Gufanami, Kalakodim and Zoch. In other words, Machura, we have this Machlaikis in our Mishnah, which, again, was very hard to understand what the Machlaikis was. The Brisa added words, but in a way, made it even harder to understand. But the bottom line is, it says the Gemara, let's back into something, and maybe that's what's going on over here. That Kalakoidem Emzacha, A, and Mutarim or Asur Mishum Gezel, B, could be as talking about these two in Yonim. This is the Shvach and this is the Karen. So Kalakoidem Emzacha, that's related to the Shvach. Everyone holds you can take the Shvach. The question is, could you take the guf? Mutar mishum gazel means you can. Asur mishum gazel means you cannot. Which is guf for the machloik is rabbin ziri whether gazru or kansu guf mishum shvachon or not. But the point is, says the Gemara lechayra. It would seem at first glance lema kahani tanoi that this machloik is rabbin ziri is merely machloik is tanoi. So the Gemara says like this: Liziri, according to ziri that holds that you're only allowed to take the shvach. But you're not allowed to take the gof, vade tanoi. You have no choice. You're going to have to say, it's a machloikis tanoim. Why? Because Reb Shimon Gamliel, who said, for sure, when he said mutar mishum gazel, what he meant to say was, you could take the gof. I mean, the Gemara is masking. This is the only way to understand the machloikis. But the Gemara is just going to tweak it a little bit. Avada, you're right. Ziri is going to look at this machloikis and he's going to tell you, you want to know what this machloikis The machloikis mean, Rav. My machloikis with Rav is this machloikis tanoim. I'm taking sides. I held like the Chachamim, Rav's going according to Rav Shem Gamliel, but that's exactly what's going on over here. Because in Ziiri, there'd be no way to understand Rav Shem Gamliel. If Rav Shem Gamliel is saying, Mutarim Mishum Gezel, he means on the Gov, you see Mufurish, that you could take the Gov. Oh, but says the Gemara, and that I know. Like the Gemara, it's like Pasha to the Gemara. Oh, but the Rav, me leme tanoi, is a Muchach to say, according to Rav, it's a Machloikis Tanoim? Now, why not? So the Gemara will explain that. I'm a Lucha Rav, no. The Kuli, I'm a Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvachan. It could be everybody holds Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvachan, the Hacha, the Halacha, the Aim. The machlokes over here is whether you say that this is really the halacha to the point that you can even be moirikin, you can even paskin this way, or maybe this is a halacha de moirikin. So this is an idea that you find sometimes, infrequently, but you do find it sometimes. Even find this like on a poiskin level. There's an idea of this is the halacha of the moirikin, right? In megal and elulitznuim, sometimes. Now everyone has to know about this. So says the rab. Rab will tell you. I hope everyone holds be a soit kansugufim mishum shvacham. This machloikis, but asurim mishum gazel, mitar mishum gazel, was the way that the halacha was dissem- disseminated in Bismedrish. A begin of ein moirin kain, right? You don't paskin this way. Rav the shaskin. Ein moirin kain. But at the same time, 
everyone holds be'etzem that the halachas you can take it. The itmar, and in fact, there's already a precedent for this. We find gufa regarding this shayla that there was a discussion of halachu meirinkein versus halachu meirinkein. The itmar, Ravuna said in the name of Rav, halacha ve'ein meirinkein, right? Ravuna said it in the name of Rav. Rav Adabar, Rav Amar, halacha u'meirinkein. The Mar says, ain't you have a problem? So Ravuna, after Chuchli, there was once a person that left, Rashi says, so'irin klupen. So these were peel barley, and they were drank zechin, they were shusar avin, and Ravuna was mafkret, because he held that what this person did was wrong, and he literally said that everybody wants to take it, can take it. Rav Ada Barahava, after Slikusta, Rav Ada Barahava did the same thing, and he did it regarding Slikusta. So Rashi has two shot on what this is, but either way, it was, it was parts of dates that were dangerous for them to be in the public area. It was the proverbial uh, banana peel, right? Where somebody can get hurt. So Rav Adabarahava said, it's, it's Hefker. If somebody wants to take it, he can take it. So to him, who feared Ois this way, Allah Chalamayis. He was the one that said in the previous comment, these are the same names. He was the one that said, Allah Chalamayis. Here he was a Moira. So the Mar says, no, Hani Musrin Hava. These people, they were Musrin. Rashi says, They were warned so many times. So they were warned multiple times. Being they were warned multiple times, so therefore he made an exception to the rule. But Be'etzim, he holds, So the bottom line is, is that we have a machloikis between Rav and Ze'iri. In our Mishnah, Does it mean that you can keep the whole thing? So if somebody throws Tevem Kash, Zevel maybe... And in the Rishul Sadavim, you want to take it, you can take the whole thing, or you can only take the Shvach, meaning you can't allow a person who made a Barbashul Sadavim to benefit from this, to somehow some, have some form of appreciation. But Avada, the Kufa Dover itself, that's not something you would be allowed to keep. Rav says you can keep the whole thing. Ziri says you can only keep the Shvach. What's the Machloikis? It's a more Breta Machloikis. Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvacham, like Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvacham. At the very, very end of the daf, the Gemara said that it would seem at first glance that this is the Machloikis, Rav Shimon Gamliel and the Chachamim. Very unclear. When you learn Mishnayis, you have no idea what the Machloikis is. There's probably a hard Rav on this Mishnah here. Because just from learning the Mishnah itself, you just have no idea what's flying. So what is going on here? They both seem to have said the same Allah, that if you throw Kevin and, Kevin and Kash, and it causes damage, you hide, and if somebody wants to be Zoycha, you can be Zoycha. There's something going on here. So the Gemara maybe this is what's going on over here. Everybody holds you could be Zoycha as it relates to the Shvach, and the Machlaikis is whether you could also be Zoycha in the Gulf. And the Gemara said, according to Ziri, that is the Machlaikis, no question. Rab, however, will tell you that that's really not the Machlaikis. What is the Machlaikis? The Machlaikis is whether it's Halacha Umoirinkain or whether it's Halacha the Emoirinkain. Incidentally, Pasha to extra credit. If you look at the last Toysfis on Daflam and Amadez, it's a one line Toysfis, but it works through the end of the Cheshman very good. Taisus has a kasha that why was it so pasha to the Gemara that according to Ziri the machloikis over here is the machloikis Rav and Ziri maybe Lo'olam, everybody holds like Ziri that Lo'ikansu Gufan Mishum Shvachan and the machloikis Rav Shimon and Gamliel and the Chachamim is with regards to the Iker Shvach. Whether it's halacha umayrukein or halacha ve'emayrukein, meaning just like the Gemara, no problem saying that the machloikis is a machloikis not in halacha so much, but a halacha machloikis in mayrukein or emayrukein, and the Gemara said it in Rav as it relates to the shvach, as it relates to the guf. So why not make the same exact ikimta in the machloikis leziiri 
but not in the guf, but rather in the shvach. And Taisa says the reason why I didn't want to do that is, is because the Gemara held that it's not mistaber that there's any man the Amr that's going to hold halacha the emoyin came regarding the shvach. Everyone holds the shvach as halacha emoyin came. So in Rab's world, with this also a second knech of Kansu Gufa Misham Shvach and there I can hear it's sad that's Allah okay? so could be that is what's playing out in Machlech Zushim Gamliel Chavim they're not arguing whether we made the Knas they're arguing whether Meirin came but according to Ziri where the only game in town is the Shvach so to tell me that Everyone holds only shvach. Aber there's a shailu where the moirin came on the shvach. That was not mistaber. So in Ziri, it was muchach that the machloikis is goof is the iri's aloch. And that's what the Gemara means. Leziri vaday machloikisi. Whereas according to Rav, it's not muchach that it's really going to be a machloikis exhale. So as it relates to raid, so again, we always try to identify the lightest part of the daf. In today's daf, it's very, very simple. It's the Gemara on. Daf Lamed Amid Aleph, where the Gemara said, "Tanu Rabban Chasidim Arishoyim, Hayu Matzniim, Koytzoiseim, the Shuchi Yoiseim, the Toichzadoiseim." So when they ever had anything that can cause damage, so they would hide those things inside their fields. Umamikin lehem gimel tfachim, not just in their field, they would put it three tfachim deep. Kedesh lo yakid amachresha. Toisus Gersa was kedesh lo italim amachresha. And then the Gemara said, on that note, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, any person that wants to be a chassid, he should be mekayim mili dinazikin. Rava Amar, Rava said, mili da'avis. He should be mekayim mili da'avis. The Amri law, and some say, mili da'brachis. So we have three different versions what a person should do if he wants to be a chassid. So if a yid wants to be a chassid, what should he do? Rabbi Yehuda says, mili dinazikin. Rava says, mili da'avis. Some say, that what you should do is mili de bracha. So this Gemara is a little bit of a medrash stuma. This is what you do? Either neziken or avis or brachas. So first things first. What is a chassid? What is the definition of chassidus as it relates to the madrega that chazal very often talked about? So the maramokim to this is something we've mentioned many times. It's the Mesil Sisharm, it's Parakit Ches, Ayin Sham, Lushoyne Azov, it's Mamash Kedai, every word, Kiyodua. But this Parak, he lays it out so clearly and so eloquently what Chassidus is. The Mesil Sisharm says that a Chassid is someone that reads between the lines. A Chassid is a person who looks at the Torah and he says, Well, the Abisha told me to do this, then obviously there's a reason. So, although he only told me to do this, but Zilbasataima, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do more. So, the chassid is someone that does more. The way he comes to doing more is by understanding not the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law, and he rides with that. And as a result, he ends up with an avoider that's lefnimishur sadin. One of the things that Ramchal says is that we're familiar with Prishus and we're familiar with Chassidus. Says Ramchal, they're really the same thing. Prishus is as it relates to Loisase and Chassidus is as it relates to Hase. So the Torah says don't do certain things. Don't eat Nevela. The Parish doesn't even eat Basushchuta. The Chassid is someone that does the same exact thing. He's coming from the same exact Mahalach, but as it opposed to coming from the standpoint of Moisa, say he's coming from the standpoint of Asay. Say he's going to do more. But his doing more is going to be Yosef Yosef. But the Nakuda is that a Chassid is someone that does 
He's someone that goes So on that vein, here we have a Gemara. A if somebody wants to be a chassid, what should he do? Mili the nazikin, mili the avis, or mili the brachas. If you look at the Rajba, right here. So the Rajba on this Gemara says as follows. Yesh mefarshem. That mili the nazikin is referring to mesachtis nazikin. What's Mesachtis Nazikin or Seydin Nazikin or the three Bavis? Mili the Avis is Pirkei Avis, Mesachtis Avis. And Mili the Brachis is Mesachtis Brachis. And the reason it's these three is because if you go through those three Mesachtis, in each one of the Mesachtis, you're going to find a memra that relates to Chesidus. Benazikin, where do you find the Seydin Nazikin? A Bavakamu. Chesidim Arishonim. If they had Koitzin, if they had Schuchis, they would hide it three Tvachim deep inside their own fields like this. Nobody's going to get damaged. In Pirkei Avis, says. The Rajput is a Mishnah. The Mishnah says there's four different types of people. One is a Chassid. The Chassid is someone that says, Shalish Shalach, Vishalach Shalach. I raise a Chassid. And he says, Mesachtis Brachis, Chassidim Arishayinim, Hoyashayin Shalachas, Kaidim Atfilo. Now we always speak out from the base Medrash of the Chassam Soifer. What did they do for that hour? They used to daven. What did they daven? They used to daven for an hour that when it comes time to daven, they zone can and daven. Right? That's the hafla in the beginning of Panam Yafas and Farshas Vaschanun. Vaschanun al Hashem be'isahi leimer. He said, Vaschanun al Hashem. Moishu said, I daven leimer that I should be able to daven. But Al Kopanim, he says, the Rajba, that what's these three mesechtes? It's because in each one of these three mesechtes is a memra that relates to Hasidis. And that's what we mean. You want to be a Chassid, learn Baba Kamad Aflamid, and you want to be a Chassid, learn the Mishnah. Etc., etc. That's, that's what's going on over it. But if you look at the Marsha, Marsha has a different Mahalach. Marsha says a, a Dover Nifla. The Marsha says, we're familiar with the idea that all mitzvahs in the Torah can be divided into two groups. You have mitzvahs that are ben Adam Lamakoin, and you have mitzvahs that are ben Adam Lechaveira. The truth is, says the Marsha, there's a third category. And that category is mitzvahs that are ben Adam Laatzma. So the Abish gave us a Torah. A person is supposed to be toiv l'amakai. We're supposed to, whatever this means, kaviyachal, do good by HaKadosh Baruch Be toiv l'amakai. Mitzvahs obligate us sometimes to be toiv l'chavei, right? Do good by your fellow friend. And there's certain mishpatei ha-toira where the aside of this halacha is doing good by yourself. And on some level, being mahana zich and making yourself better, poshit klapei atzma. Says the Marsha that it's clapping these three things: toivla mokoim, toivla brios, the toivla atzmoi. That Chazal said that man the boy the mahav chasid Because what's chasid is we said it's parakut chesim v'sidol sisharim, which means you've jumped through a few hoops by the time you got there. This is a reason of madrega and avodas Hashem. And what we're saying is that in that madrega of Hasidus, which in some Gersois, that is the highest level a person can reach in his avodah. But in that madrega of Hasidus, so there's the spitz as it relates to your Bein Adam L'Amokim, there's the spitz as it relates to your Bein Adam L'Chaveroi, and then there's your spitz as it relates to your Bein Adam L'Atzmoi. How does it play itself out? So it says the Masha, I'll read it inside. It says, says, What's That's Ben Adam By that, you'll be Masakin Maisov Shia Toivla Brios. Rabba said, What's Ovis? What's Pirkei Ovis? It's how you're you, supposed to conduct himself. You're Midas. The Ozi Sakin Maisov Shia Toivla Atzmai Ben Midos. 
And some said, What's Mili de Brachis? The Ozi Sak and Shia Tevlo Shamayim. The whole Echon Mehane Moiroi Nokat Klau Echon Mehani Gimel Chalukim and Maisen Tevish Aladim. There's no Machlokis over here. The Spitz as it relates to Bein Adam Lamokim, that's Mili de Brachis. The Spitz as it relates to Bein Adam Chaveri, that's Mili de Nazikin. And the Spitz as it relates to Bein Adam Laatzmoi, that's going to be Pirkei Yavis. The truth is, this Indian that the Masha speaks out right here. That is three chalokim of Avodas Hashem, and specifically to explain this Gemara here in Bavakama, it's Mefurish in the Torah from the Vilna Goyen as well. So the Vilna Goyen in his Aderes Aliyah, which is the Vilna Goyen's Pirish on the Torah Shabbiksav. So the Goyen says like this: Veda Sheshloishes Roshe Averos, the three cardinal sins, the three big Averos. Avodas Zor Gila Raish Fichas Damim Heim Hepech Shloishet Dvarim Shal Olam Oymed Aleim. They're the opposite of the three pillars. The three mitzvahs that the world stands on. So you have the Gimel Averis Chamuris, Avodazar Gilarai Shvichazam, says the Goyen, they correspond to Torah Avodah and Gimilus Chasad. Says the Goyen Vaiter, Vehem Shloisha Shlemois. And really, these three, Sai on the Averis side and Sai on the mitzvah side, they relate to the three Shlemois. A year is on this world, you're supposed to be a Shalin. There's three categories of Avodas Hashem, and each one of the three Averis represent one of those categories, and each one of these three Amudim that the world stands on also represents one of these three categories. So he says like this: one category is beinoy lebeinafshoi. This is what the Goyen says. There's an Indian that a person is supposed to be oiskitzeichent and beinoy lebeinafshoi. What's beinoy lebeinafshoi on the tzadam mitzvah? Which one of the three pillars is that? It's Torah. Now this Chazal is a Gemara Masechtes Pesachim. The Gemara says that Rav Sheish is every thirty days with Chazar is learning, and when he finished Chazar and Kolat Torah every thirty days, so he would lean against the door and he would say, "Chadoi Nafshoi, Chadoi Nafshoi." Says my nefesh is so besimcha. Right, he would tell his nefesh, "I learn for you." Pray to Gemara. Is that true? You learn for you, ain't he? You don't learn for you, right? You learn for the whole world, right? You learn for everybody. We always say over for Shmuel Yankiv that David Amalek said, "Achas shalti meitz Hashem oisa vakish." The Goyin says, "What's the difference between Sheila and Bakasha?" Sheila is when a person asks for himself. Bakasha is when you ask for for the Rabbim. Esther said, "Nafshi b'sheilasi va'ami b'vakashasi." David Amalek said at Tefillah, "What was his Tefillah? Shifti b'veis Hashem kol yemechayah." So Rabbi Shmuel Yankiv said that. It's a very personal feeling. Feels it's an Aladdin because I want to have the best life imaginable. What does that have to do with the world? Oh, but David Amelch had fashtanin. When Ayid sits in land, he's mamish mashpia hashpoyus toivus throughout the world. So he said, "Achas shalti beis Hashem oisa avakish." It was a pchin of nafshi b'sheilasi va'ami b'vakashasi. I once heard this from Shmuel Yankiv. He said it at a suda rishana, but this is a vart that was margul b'pume. But I'll kopan him. So when a says the Gemara, Rav Sheishes, you're learning for yourself. You're learning for the whole world. Zok the Gemara. Zok the Gemara. It's true. A person, when he learns, the whole world gets a kiyim. And really, the girsa over there is, the goyin's girsa was ikr. That when a person learns, the ikr is for nafsheh, grab it just so at, it's nafsheh b'sheh lasi. You're right. Bederich agav. Bederich agav, it's also ami b'vakashasi. But you see, l'chot, it, it was for you, karoi, l'chot hanoi, chadoi nafshoi, chadoi nafshoi, ikr. The ikkal limud of a person is adaited the nafshe kavu. When a yid learns Torah, he's mimesak in his nefesh. So it says the goyin, that's 
Torah. Torah is what? Is, that's been Adam Latzmi. What's Avoidah? That's easy. That's been Adam Lamokim. What's Kamilus Chasadim? That's even easier. That's been Adam Lechaveira. The Chaim Batuma says they're going, that's the three cardinal sins. Gilea Rayas, who be noyle be nafshoi. Shenema noyeth isha chasar lev mashchis nafshoi. Who yasen, and they bring here on the bottom the new Aderis Alio from Masada Rav Kok. Very important. But Ayin Shom, where he says, the different places where the going says as far the shaykhs between Torah and Arayas, Kiyodua, right? Ein Machsheves, Arayas, Misgaberes, Ela Belev, Haponui Menachachma, Kiyodua. The belt says that's why it's Ponuya Bala Pnuya, because only a Ponuy Menachachma is someone that's going to come to Azelchen Averis, Barasi Yetzaharis, Tam Yetzaharis Arayas, Barasi Teretabu. So the two are, they go hand in hand. Avoy Dezara, that's Ben Adam Lamakim, Shvichas Lamim, that's Menoy. So says the Goyen that you have the Gimala Averis Chamuris, Avoy Dezara, Gilarai Shvichas Lamim, you have the Shloisha Dvarim Shaoyim Oyim Adalayim. Eat one corresponds to one, and the reason it's three is because Avoydus Hashem is three groups. This Ben Adam Lamakim, everyone heard of that. Ben Adam Lechaveirai, and there's a third category. It's called Ben Oyle Ben Atzmai. Says the Goyen, how does it play itself out? Avoydus Zara's Ben Oyle Ben. That's Afashteitzach. That's the greatest Ben Oyle Ben Amakim. Shvichas Domin. Not only you're not doing chesed, you're killing the person. And Gilead Rais, that's Spitz Taiva. That's fulfilling your nefesh. And that's what's called Ben Oyle Ben Nafshay. Torah on the other side, that's Chadoi Nafshoi, Chadoi Nafshoi, Me Ikro Kiyovid Inish, Adaita Nafshay Kaovid, you're massacring your nefesh when you learn Torah. Avoida, that's Ben Oyle Ben Amakim, and Gemilas Chasodim. Gemilas Chasodim, that's when it's Ben Oyle Chaver. It says, the guy in the Chaim Bektusha. The same is true when it comes to Madregas. You have it with Averis, you have it with Mitzvahs, and then you have it of the Hechs to Madregas. Haroid, Salam, Ahav Chasida, Yikai Milu Da'avis. Hu Midois, Toivois, Shleimus Nafsha. Some say it's Milu Da'brachis, Ben Oyle Ben Koyne. Some say it's Milu Da'nezok, Ben Oyle Chaver. It says, the guy, they're all true. They're all picking on one of these three pillars. You have three pillars, and each one of these three pillars has this Indian and that's where this is coming from. We can't be Meirich because it's too late but just Bederich Agav you see over here Meir de Gazach right what's the Chiddush of this raid that there's something called Benoid Ovein it's an interesting thing Mamash the Goyim said that's why it's always three because we think Avayi Hashem is two it's not true it's not two it's really three a person has to be Toivla Mokin Toivla Brias and there's an Indian being Toivla Atzmai a person was put in this world to make himself a better person to better your own nefesh Chadoi Nafshoi it's not a prisos. The way it is. It's part of why we're on this world. To make ourselves better. And really what emerges from the guy, there's two things. Two things that, general things, that are midas, that's yikayim mili da'avis, which is mefurish in the marshal as well. And it's also Torah. That's the one of the three amudim, and that's Sarah Toiv, that the world stands on. And that's beinoyil veinatzmoy. So I'll tell you what I was thinking. There's, uh, Rambam in Pirish HaMishnayis that's coming up next week in Metz we're going to see this the halach is that if someone has a shar and it shtoises his, his friend's shar so obviously but when it comes to an, in Yehudi it's not so posh right then the Shulchan Aruch is very very different so the, says the Rambam Rambam Pirish HaMishnayis it shouldn't bother you so much, says the Rambam, that this is the way it is. I mean, maybe it bothers you. You're uncomfortable with this. But he says, Because if a person doesn't have He's not really an Odom. And because he's not really an Odom, in terms of how you're supposed to handle. And this is, of course, 
related to Atim Kruyan Adam, the Ain Umas Aidam Kruyan Adam. But why is it Ainam Kruyan Adam? What's it based on? Shemisha Ain by Shlemus Hamidai so Anushios, Eno Bechlava Adam. Midas is Beinoyla Beinatsmoy. It's being Toivla Nafshoy, Toivla Atsmoy. And a person that doesn't have good Midas, where's he being Pagaya? It's not Bein Adam Lamakim, it's not Bein Adam Echelita Bein Adam Lechader. But Bishroshi, that's not what it is. It's your Nefesh is Chaser. You're lacking in your own Bein Adam Latsmoy. And maybe another Tushta. The Gemara says, Rameir, it's Gemara Bavakama Daflamet Ches, more famous Fabi Dazar Gimel and other places. But the Gemara says, Rameir says, how do you know that Afilo Agoy, that's Isaac Betoyer, that he's like the kind, the kind God that goes off Naival of Nim, so he learned it from a Bosik, because it says in the Torah, Ushmart Meschukoisa Vesmeshbati Ashayasa Isma Adam, Vechaiba Hemani Asha. It says Rameir, it doesn't say Kehanim Levim Vyisrael and Vechaiba Hem. It says Ha'adam. Oh, Ha'adam? Afilo and Ovid Kecham. Freight Toysis is one of the most famous Toysis in Shas. Adam is Marba Ovid Kecham, everybody knows. Atim Kuriyam Adam. So Rameir Tam said there's a chilik between Adam and Ha'adam. Adam, Adam is. Only a yid. Ha Adam can be an Ovid Kechav. Shtikl and Medrash Pliyah. Darachayim HaKadosh and Parashat Sacrament brings this Toysvist. He says, But Darach HaGav, Toysvist said, There's a chibut in Adam and Ha Adam. What's the pshat? So he says, The Yoydei Chei No. This is what he says. The Yoydei Chei No. And he says it has something to do with Gematria. That's what he says. The Yoydei Chei No. And it says, You'd have to also be a Yoydei Gematria. But the point is, If you know this Indian, You're going to know. So on the bottom, They bring that Darachayim HaKadosh, In a different place, explained himself. He said that what's the Nakuda? Adam is a gematria of 45. The Shema Vaya bin Maloya is 45. Ha Adam is 45 plus 5. That's already 50. So says the Arachayim, Atem Kriyam Adam, only a year is Havaya. Havaya bin Maloya. It's related to the gematria. Ha Adam, that even don't even come to But says the Arachayim, I want to say a different shot. I hold that the Pshat is the reason why Rameyer was married from Ha Adam. That even an Oyve Kechavim that learns Torah is like the Kangadla and Nichnas of Naibel of Nim, for Uloi. Ki Kisha Oisek Hagoybe Torah, Gab Olav Yerkesezeh, Bikaris Adam. Because when an Oyve Kechavim learns Torah, the Oyve Kechavim becomes an Adam. Thus, says, a mensch must learn Torah. Erz an Adam. A feel an Oyve Kechavim that learns Torah can be an Adam. It's Mamish the Goyen. Because Torah is the Chadoy Nafshoy, Linafshe Kaavit. When a, the Shleimus HaAdam is when a person is Toiv La'atzmoy. That's Midas and that's Limur HaTayra. Midas, that's the Rambam Pirish HaMishnayis. Limur HaTayra, it's this Arachayim HaKadosh. But just to end on a lighter note, and that is, there's a Sefer, it's called Ela Betamar. It's a Sefer Ela Betamar. is a Sefer that was written by the Talmidim of Rabbi Arm Leid Steinman, Zechad Tzadik, V'Kadosh Levracha. And it's based on Sichas that he used to give from memory, from the times that he was in Brisk. So Rabbi Leib, Kiyodua, grew up in Brisk, and he was a Ben Bayes by Reb Chaim as a young child, and by the Briskerov, and by Reb Simchazeli, the Diana Brisk, and he used to talk a lot about different things. And there's a Sefer, Elo Batomer, it's a very, very Chikava Sefer, and it's Mamish, Mi Pikotcho, Yisho Rabbi Leib. So Toich Dvar, in the middle of the Sefer, Elo Batomer, there's a, there's a section on the Hasidus of Reb Chaim Alevi. So the whole first part of the Sefer is on it starts off at the Grach Halevi, and then there's like 50, 60 pages on the Griz Halevi. Then there's a bunch of pages on Rabbi Chazal. This is what's going on here in the Sefer. But Al Koponim, on the Grach Halevi, so he talk about Hagoyin HaChosset. So Rabbi Leib said like this, Hagrach Nikra Hagoyin HaChosset. He said, Rabbi Chaim was known as Hagoyin HaChosset. Fechein hoyu mechaneu HaGriz. He said, the Griz used to refer to him as Hagoyin HaChosset. Ube'emes Hagrach hoyu Hagoyin. V'hoyu HaChosset. And the reason he was a chassid was See, he had a whole bunch of chassid and chumras when it came to different things. 
He said, I've already mentioned in the Sikha, he wouldn't move a chair on Shabbos. He was worried even for the shittas that are tchuyah me'aloch. He was worried for every single shittah. So then, Rabbi Leib said like this. He said, the emiss is, the Gemara says in Masechus, the Kavah Daflavet, Ha'iman d'boi l'mahab chasida. So one man d'amah says, Yikayim mili d'brachas. So he says, it always bothered me. I never understood the Gemara. What does it mean, Yikayim mili d'brachas? Pasha, you learn, you should be careful in brachas. Right? That's the Pasha of You should be careful in brachas. Say, you should be careful in brachas. If this is a situation where you have to make a bracha, and you don't make a bracha, b'stacha rasha. And if it's a situation where you don't have to make a bracha, and you do make a bracha, you're also a rasha. Where's the mock of chesidus by mili de brachas? You can't be machmer either way. So it doesn't make any sense. What does it mean you can't mili de brachas? But says, Rab Aaron Leib, Elinur lefarish, de behilches brachas yesh harbehechetimtze shal sveikas ba'alacha. Right? Very often you have a suffolk in alacha. And someone that's so I'll give you a dogma. He said, Reb Chaim Alevi didn't ever eat only a shahako. Never only ate a shahako. And the reason is, because if you eat a shahako, you have to make a bar in a fashis. And there's a machloikis, Bavli and Yerushalmi, whether the brach of bar in a fashis requires a chsimah. Well, you have to make another Baruch Atah Hashem at the end of Baruch Hashem. Babli says no, which is the way we Paskin. But the Yerushalmi says yeah. And because of the Chshash of the Shita Sa Yerushalmi, so Reb Chaim Alevi would never just eat a Shahako. V'zeu be'emes chumra de'shayich b'mili de'brachas. Limona milechol dovesh e'en yodua ketzel avarich. V'al dovrze nika agoyin Reb Chaim agoyin achosid. Ha'emes shal chosid de'mekayim mili de'brachas. He said this is something that was very manifest, the way it was mekayim mili de'brachas. Then he goes right and he talks more about the Chumras of Reb Chaim. So I'll just read one more. He says, Agrach hoyim ma'od yorim mikol chashash iser. He says, Reb Chaim was very worried about Yisurim. Ukefisha sipali agoyin Reb Simchazalik zatzal. He said, Reb Simchazalik once told me, Shepamim hoyil agoyin Reb Chaim maroch ha'shlema lachshosh mikol minei chashashas al tafshosh shahuga shlofanam. So Reb Chaim was sitting and eating and then all of a sudden they served him food and Reb Chaim started asking Shailas and he had a whole bunch of issues with the food. He wasn't sure if he was able to eat it and then Reb Simchazalik said, Afilu mishum takrevis avoidazara. He said, even at a chashash that maybe the food that was given to him was takrevis avoidazara. Ukehen chashashis rechaikis. He says, everyone was chashashis rechaikis. So Reb Simchazalik was the dying of bris. He told Reb Chaim, the food is kosher. But but Omer Agrach, so Reb Chaim says, "No, eat echonem and be yisurim." The hiskim lachal, and he was masking to eat. So Reb Aaron Leib says that I asked Reb Simchazelik, "What were all these chashashes that Reb Chaim had?" But Onoli Sherak Lahazber as a yikachar beizman. He said, "If I try to explain it to you, what Reb Chaim's chashashes are, it's going to take a very long time." But either way, this was Reb Aaron Leib's point. He was trying to say that Reb Chaim was referred to as Hagoyin Achosid, and he was a Goyin Achosid, as in. The Bavakama Daflamit sense, Yenapshat, he was a Makayim Mili de Brachas.